You know our slogan around here is better practice, better life. But we're taking this belief to the next level. And we've recently announced the creation of a new association. It's called the Best Practices Association. Our association celebrates the mindset that is better practice, better life. This mindset celebrates time, healthy living, personal growth, clinical excellence, and impacting the lives of your patients and your team through intentional leadership. In fact, we are the work-life balance experts in dentistry. The BPA will coach independent dental practices like yours to thrive by sharing best practices and operational habits, behaviors, systems, tools, and insight that lead to profitability and sustained growth, and you can still have a life. So if you're a dentist that wants to surround yourself with great thinkers, let us help you create your own version of Better Practice, Better Life. Go to actdental.com forward slash BPA or hit the link in the show notes. Yo, 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 yo. Hey, welcome back to another awesome edition of the Best Practices Show podcast. My name is Kirk Barrett, and I'm so thrilled you keep showing up. And we're going to keep bringing it over 500 episodes, over a million downloads. I love it. I'm so grateful. And I love this profession. And today we're going to be talking about the missing ingredient to team trust. You have team members? You want to grow great team members and keep them and have them trust you at a high level? We're going to talk about the one ingredient that's missing that people often don't talk about in this episode with an amazing coach. Her name is Adriana Booth. So listen up. I know you guys will enjoy it. We'll see you soon. Hey guys, welcome back to the Best Practices Show podcast. I'm loving this. And thank you for showing up. I don't care if you're driving, you know, cutting the grass, cleaning the garage. I don't know why I pick those three all the time, but those are the one, those are the three I hear all the time. But I really appreciate you guys showing up from the podcast. And our game, as always, is to bring you the best thinkers, teachers, coaches anywhere so you can learn some great stuff today and use it right away to create a better practice and a better life. And today we're going to be talking about the missing ingredient to team trust. You've heard it. It's trust. It's vulnerability-based trust. It's the base of the pyramid. Everybody talks about it, and we deal with it every day in great dental practices across the country. And you know who's going to guide us on this journey? Her name is Adriana Booth, and she's an amazing coach here. Adriana, thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. Yeah, I love it. So if you're watching on the video, you can see she's got this amazing taste in like, uh, you know, I don't even, what do you call that? Pastels? I'm, I'm terrible. I, in wallpaper, like, wallpaper. <laughs> oh my gosh, I got to show Sarah this one. She's going to love it. So, but uh, AB, I, I always love for people to know who, who they're listening to. So you've been here quite a while and you're one of our amazing coaches here. So uh, give us a little background. Who is Adriana Booth? Yeah, lucky enough to work here with uh, Kirk and the ACT team for coming on eight years, I think. Awesome. A lifetime, it feels like. I love it. Um, I'm, you know, lifetime hygienist. I've done a little bit of everything in the office except assisting. 
And I love all things connection, relationship, building the practice in a healthy way. And I get to do that every day here at ACT. So that's what we're going to focus on today a little bit is that connection piece. And how do we get better connected so yeah. that we do have that natural trust? Absolutely. And let me present the problem. So if you're listening, you're like, okay, yeah, I got a good trusted, you know, team and we talk really well. And here's what I would say, and we're going to unpackage this. You might have a great team right now, or you might not. And as you move in the direction of creating a great dental practice, number one, let's point out the importance of having a great team. There's nothing that trumps having a healthy team of people around you that share your core values and get results. Nothing trumps that. You love going to work. Magic happens. Um, the only thing that trumps that is not having that. And so the key words that come up are vulnerability, vulnerability based trust. And like, we all trust each other. And in our work of coaching dentists and team members everywhere, we are working our tails off at trying to maintain high levels of trust with doctors and team members. Now, let me add one more thing. And AB, then you're going to have to help us. You know, the big talk right now is AI. Everything is AI. It's chat GPT. It's everything is AI. And so now everyone's glued to their computers, making recipes, rewriting copy and like, oh my gosh, snap AI. We've got, you know, everything is AI, AI, AI. And I'll tell you, we're missing an incredible opportunity with people. AI will continue to grow to be a valuable thing. Nothing will trump your people intelligence. So, AB, kind of walk us through this. Why is this such an important topic in our work with dentists everywhere? Yeah, it's it's fascinating, really. You know, I started doing a lot of work and study in emotional intelligence about two years ago. You know, an awesome thing here at ACT is we are always growing. Always be growing is one of our core values. And when I went down that path, it made me realize that it was just a natural for me. I'm a connector. I love people. I love relationships. I want to know you. And, you know, when I first met Kirk, one of the best things was he said, I want to know your story. And I'm thinking, I love this line. That's exactly mm -hmm. how I feel. So, you know, that was an instant connection there as well. It's because at the root of it, you know, we love people and we love to help people. And I think that's most of us, especially in, a, in the dental field. We are there to help. We are there to serve. And when we think about that connection, when you truly get to know people and you're empathetic, sympathetic to a point, and you know who they truly are and how they work, obviously you are like the little birds of a feather. You all, you kind of start to attract like-minded people. And all of a sudden you end up with a team who have all these similarities and respect for one another. They have a connection. And what happens next is pretty easy. It's that trust. Yeah. We don't have to fight for trust at that point. Right. Right. Now, so I get what you're saying, AB. I'm going to be, you know, play devil's advocate. Love it. The trust. We trust each other. Like, I got the right people and all of that kind of stuff. Well, let's talk about the missing ingredient. And you mentioned it before we hit go. We want to trust people. But it's technically or almost clinically impossible for missing one thing. What is it? Connection, conversation, communication. And the core values. Absolutely. Yeah. So um, having all that base, I mean, first of all, the, the thing that keeps people together are a shared sense of value. Your favorite people care about the same things. Now, 
I can't work for you as a dental assistant. And I'd be a terrible dental assistant <laughs> unless I, and I can't, you know, lean on the core values if I don't know the core values. And so I think one of the things that you have to do in order to build something that's trustworthy, long-term, very healthy, it's got to be built on the right values. And you know this, your favorite people care about the same things that you care about. So my question to you is, what do you care about as a dentist? And once you figure that out and put those out there, it's your favorite thing ever. Mm -hmm. um, now take me through that. How do I use this, AB? Because you were the first person here when we really got our core values baking. You created the swell bottles. I still have my original swell. I put it in the dishwasher. You're not supposed to do that. Um, but that's an important flag in the ground, don't you think? It absolutely is. And, you know, I worked recently with, you know, another of our awesome coaches, Heather, and, you know, been putting together a lot of things with our core values. And just like we tell our clients, we have to keep it in front of you. You know, that's why we put it on shirts. We put it on our water bottles. We have it on stickers. At any given time, when I walk into a practice that I'm coaching, and if I ask the team, hey, tell me what your core values are again. Yeah. And they don't know them. It's a little bit of heartbreak for me because I know at that time, the doctor can't be that committed to their core values if his team or her team doesn't know them by heart. Yeah. And that's a big one. I have a couple teams. I know their core values because I've been in enough meetings and enough conversations that they talk about them so much. I can even rattle off their core values. So that's when I know they are living their core values and they hire, fire, have conversations around them, tough conversations, fun conversations. They have projects. They do their social media around it because they truly are living it. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm going to ask you to go back to the conversations here mm -hmm. in a second and tell me what that means. But I'll give you the secret today of how to find the right people. It's super simple. And I didn't come up with this. It's actually from Gino Wickman. If you read the book, Traction. Finding the right people in your practice, they have two things, not 92. They share your core values and they get results, period. When you create a team of people that, number one, share your core values, they're all in on your values, and they get results, you're killing it. And you don't even know why. If you're missing one of those two, you're miserable and your brain is headed in that direction. Now, when you talk about conversations and trust, let's go there. Are you talking about, you know, the periodical raise that I give my team and I sit and do an evaluation or taking them out to dinner? What are you talking about, Amy? Right. No, and I'm not talking about the hallway drive-by conversations either, the lunchtime chats. It's truly what we call here at ACT a check-in. You know, we have a form. It is very structured. You know, that's the thing that I always explain to my teams is, at ACT, yes, we might be a little off the cuff sometimes, and we like to customize everything for our clients. But at the same time, as much as we like fun and off the cuff, we really love structure yeah. because we want repeatable processes. So we want to give each of your team members the same opportunity to check in with the doctor, owner, manager, their team lead, however we want to structure that is to have time one-on-one -on -one have goals. So we have a little bit of fun or fluff in there. So a little bit of personal connection and we leave with priorities and what's next steps so that we have a follow-up and we always leave with a next appointment scheduled, just like our patients. 
Yeah. So if I'm a dentist typically listening to this, AB, I already have anxiety because I, I don't enjoy sitting down just talking to people about their goals and everything. We've got work to do here. And this could be a long conversation. What you're suggesting is something extremely structured. It's a regular system. Here's my question to you as a dentist. Do you love your team? And everyone goes, yes, I do. Well, what's the system or what do you do that supports what you just said? And having a regular check-in. Now, we, again, we didn't come up with this. We had a coach that made us do regular check-ins. And I thought they were kind of like hokey at first. And now I'm like, this is like the most important thing you could ever do. What's really cool about a check-in is you as the dentist don't run the meeting. You just show up to the meeting. The team member runs the meeting. And they grab a sheet of paper, which we have. You can, you know, we can give it to you. But it's really simple. AB, walk me through it. It's personal high, personal low you know, professional high, professional low. Then we're going to talk about my core values and priorities and that's it. And then we're going to schedule another meeting, correct? And we're going to also um, and mix that in with, you know, how can leadership help the team member? Yes. Because there may be something that me as a team member thinks of, and this just, you know, I, I covet my time with Christina, who is our, you know, I do my check-ins with and Kirk, because that is my time to say, hey, how could I improve? Yeah. What do you see from the outside that I can do a little bit better? And I would like to work on X, Y, Z. Do you have any ideas for me? Do you have any resources? And that's exactly what your team members will do. So it becomes this two-way conversation that is directed by the team member. A key ingredient is having it on the schedule, having a time block, making sure you're sticking to that time block. 15 minutes is pretty good, pretty common. Even, you know, some will do 30 if they want to maybe grab a bite to eat in that time. And they'll say, hey, how can I help you? How are you helping yourself? So that it's not just you as a team member relying on your manager or your owner to do it for you. It's a little bit of more self-guided. You want to have that sheet printed. They fill it out and turn it in at least a day prior so you as the manager or owner can review it, make your own notes, because you wanna show that team member it's valuable to you as well. Yeah, absolutely. So a couple logistics here, you know, as a bigger practice, you're gonna to have to think better about this. So here at ACT, we have 18 team members. So we have department heads or, you know, um, members of the leadership team that do regular check-ins with team members every two weeks. And so they're making sure that they have a coach. Somebody is assigned to them. That's really their partner. I do check-ins quarterly. So once a quarter with 18 people, as you can imagine, you can see the schedule there. It ends up being just a little bit more than one per week. And you're exactly right. And the other thing that happens to AB is you don't have to have team members share all these intimate details. What wow. you're giving is you're giving space to it. And so even when I check in with you or whatever, team members can wow. tell you whatever you want, whatever they want. They, But just by the fact that you've carved out 30 minutes or 15 minutes to say, this is our time together. Now, another thing to pay attention to, if you're listening this far, is you're changing the whole annual review conversation. You know what I mean? Now having a regular check-in and you're talking about results and priorities, it makes it so easy for both of you, the employer and the employee to talk about a raise if that's on the board, because somebody that's bringing big results and we've talked about it and you're coaching them on a regular basis and it's a regular system and they run the meeting. 
it's powerful because now it becomes a hugely healthy opportunity. And I have so many things to say about what you said, AB, because in a world where we hear dentists all the time say, I can't find great people out there. You know, our practice is growing. And then the, in the same breath, the dentist talks about the dentistry and the patients and how big it is and a second location. And they can't even remember team members' names. And I'm like, oh, you're forgetting like the single most important ingredient to how all this works, which is team members that trust you. So, um, where do we unpackage that, A.B.? How, how do I think better about that? You know, I think it's like you mentioned earlier with traction and the, that is, you know, the holy grail for us. And at the same time, I've just walked through this with a client who she's a great leader. She's really, you know, team oriented. The beauty in it was she said, my team member came to me and she had copies of the last year of her check-ins. And now they only do check-ins about every other month. And she said, hey, I want to show you my timeline. Like, these are the things you told me to work on. And, and look, I've done all of these things. Wow. And she said, now, where do I go from here? You know, she was sitting there ready for the I want more money conversation. But it was the opposite. The team members now so invested in that relationship in the business. Like, how else can I help? Right. And that's the key. Once we get on the same page with core values. We are connected. They are bought in. They care about your business as much as you do at this point. And then that ball will just keep rolling. Yeah, it does roll because as you could imagine, if I'm a team member working for you and you're the dentist and you're sitting down with me and we're talking about core values and results and then core values, you, you can see how this relationship changes. You change from the boss to someone's coach and you're mm -hmm. all dreaming of that. We don't know how to do it until we have a system. So we're giving you the system today. Okay. And that's the first thing that happens. Well, now I'm a team member. We're talking about core value. Now I'm attracting other friends of mine that have the same similar core values and I'm bringing them to the table. Here at Act Dental, I don't know how many people we found through searches, but I know it's two or less, you know what I mean, out of 18. It's been friends of friends that share values and it just starts to grow. So... I'll recap what we've said already. It's this, is that like the missing ingredient to team trust is you got to have core values and you got to have a system, you know, like a check-in and look at your practice as a garden. It's a beautiful garden and the garden needs care. Weeds will come into the garden. If you don't weed the garden, the weeds take the garden. The, the garden also needs fertilizer. It needs water. It needs some good sunshine. So it requires proactive care. And so what we're suggesting here is use the good care, which is all these things that we've mentioned so that your team continues to grow. Cause it's, it's only going to get a little bit weirder for a while. Don't you think in the employment market, we hear all these stories. Yeah, it is. So. And attracting team members from core values, just like you said, Kirk, that's the biggest piece. Once you get good people, good people attract more good people. They do. And that's the key. Amen. And when you're valued at your, place of employment, it doesn't become a job. Yeah. You want to be there and you want good people to be there with you. You get really picky. You get really picky about who you work with, how they show up, how they behave. Yeah. And you become invested. And now as the owner, that is weight is off of your shoulders a little bit because yeah. your team is doing a lot of the, we don't act like that here. Oh no, 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 we don't do that. 
This is how we behave. This is what we believe. Come on, fall in line or you're going to have to get off the bus. Yeah. Well, you're using a magic word, like the picky thing. That It gets picky on both sides of things. You get picky because you're attracting a higher quality team member. The team members also get picky about who comes into the fold, too. They'll chew up and spit somebody out that who's who's not playing along with the core values. Now, let me just, for those of you that haven't been following on the, along in the podcast, core values are not feelings. They're not like aspirational words like excellence and awesomeness. They're behaviors at the workplace that you've completely enforced that are true behaviors that you like to see, like all in attitude, like we before me. And when you do that, you can see everybody starts to, you know, buy into the behaviors and it becomes something super special. AB, I've, I absolutely love this. This is my favorite thing of all time because if I would have known about this at my in my 20s, that would have saved me a lot of stomach lining. And people often dismiss core values as, oh, that was way back in the 70s and the 80s. No, look at any big brand today, no matter who it is. If they're strong and they have an incredible following and support structure and trust with team members, you're going to see it's bound by core values. Wouldn't yeah. you agree? I love it. You're absolutely right. And, you know, one of the things you'll notice, and once you start seeing core values in your own practice, you'll go to the smallest store and you're, you know, waiting to cash out, usually if there's even a human there, because, you know, we talked about AIs taking over your self checkout, you've got your virtual card, your, pay, you know, Apple Pay, and you see their core values posted. And you're like, what? They even have core values here? Like, yeah. that's awesome. Now, Kirk, a good question for you because you talk to a lot of doctors and you, you know, when you're on lectures, huge right now, you know, as the doctor, I, I told my team once what our core values are. That should be enough, right? No, <laughs> you're low. That's a loaded question. I loaded you up. <laughs> yeah. Well, number one, human beings don't even absorb anything until you, you have to hear it seven times, seven different ways for them to even initially adopt it. And core values are like the bound structure. Think about it at home. Do you mention it one time to your kids? No, you become the CRO, chief repeating officer. There's things I've said in my house so many times that the walls could repeat it. You know, but they're value-based things. Same thing applies in a great practice. Any great leader repeats the same things over and over. But they're the things that matter, not did you do this, did you do that? I'm not talking about micromanagement. I'm talking about we do this because we behave this way. We are this kind of people. You know, we we believe this. And so um, you can't do it once. And then you got to find different ways to make them come alive, whether they be medals, whether they be stories, whether they be Instagram posts. Um, you know, that's, that's a game that we're always trying to figure out. How do we do this? How do we bring it alive? So, and that's even in our meeting rhythm, you know, we're huge proponents of two hours, weekly meetings. And that's a piece of that meeting rhythm that is very structured. We talk about the core values, every single meeting, we rate them. How often are they showing up? How did they show up? How do they show up in our team and out to our community? Amen. And if you aren't doing that every single week on some level, I promise you, you're not living their core values and yeah. they're not that important to you. Absolutely. I'll fit. I want to hear your last thoughts, but my last thought is this, the more you lean into what we've talked about today, which is the secret ingredient, which is core values, the more you lean into it, I promise you the less crazy stuff you deal with. Like all <laughs> the crazy, it's like crazy stuff repellent. 
It does. It like the more you lean into core values, like crazy, weird stuff, crazy stuff goes away. Not completely. I'm not riding here in a unicorn to tell you I'm coming from perfect land. You're always going to deal with something, but the more you lean into it, the less crazy stuff you deal with. Any last thoughts you have, AB, on the missing oh, ingredient? Two last ingredients that I would say is that connection. You know, connection is the key to long lasting relationships in general, but especially with your team members. You know, get connected, do your check-ins, build that value for the relationship and lean hard on your core values. It will totally change your practice and change your life. Amen, sister. Thank you so much for bringing this on. Yeah, you bring up this topic and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is like my favorite if you haven't noticed already. Um, so thank you. So, so stick around, AB, while I say goodbye to everybody else. But thank you guys for listening to the Best Practices Show. Hey, if you enjoyed today, please do us a favor. Hit the share button. Share this with all of your friends because we love this industry. This is the greatest profession ever. And we are committed to making sure that you guys, you all that are listening, get great information, create a better practice and better life. And you share the great good word and just make it all better for all of us. So until we hear from you guys next time or you see us next time, keep watching or keep listening to the Best Practices Show. You guys enjoy your day. So there you have it. Another great episode. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Hey, and thank you for showing up. I just want to thank you for being here and sharing the good word with your friends. And if you're really enjoying the podcast, could you do me a favor? Could you go to wherever you consume the podcast and just give us a four or five star review? Here's what that does. It allows us to find other great people like you. I love this profession so much. I'm going to spend the rest of my professional life finding great information so that you can consume it and your friends can consume it so that you can create a better practice and a better life. So keep spreading the word and we will see you guys soon. Have a great day, everybody. Thank you.